This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, technical difficulties. Back to another episode of the Puck Drops here. Took last week off because, uh, you know, Brent decided to travel around the world. And by that, I mean. Lawrence, t- Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people don't know this, but Lawrence, Kansas is like the Paris of the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, if you say so, man. If no, you, say I, so. you know, what's funny is. um People honestly say that about Kansas City, that they say it's like the Paris of the Midwest. Because of all the fountains? I guess. I was like, I don't remember Paris having barbecue, but, um, you know, you do you, boo-boo. Speaking of barbecue, I had the best barbecue at Q39. That was amazing. I've not been there. Uh, Go next time. I'm not kidding. Uh, The one that I really like a lot is uh, Char Bar. Okay, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, they're really good. They they're they're big on brunch. So if you go, I would recommend trying to get there before eleven o'clock. Because once eleven o'clock hits, everybody comes in there. So that's the place to go. Yeah, we. Uh, my buddy lives out in Kansas City, and just like he's like, we gotta try this Q thirty nine. I had a pork belly corn dogs, Ooh. which were phenomenal. So that sounds yeah. delicious. I had um cornbread um. Muff, uh, muffins, cornbread, uh, pancakes. Nice. Delicious. This isn't a food podcast, though. We're supposed to be talking about uh, hockey. I do want to touch on one more thing before we get to the um, Stanley Cup final. Uh, why do you where do you go into these places where there's hockey at? I saw that you you booked a flight to Pittsburgh. You booked a flight to Nashville. Where, you're going everywhere. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm going up there more for a Pirates game. I'll probably hit a drop-in. A couple of my fr- friends live up there. Plus, uh, the Penguins practice ice always does drop-ins and stuff. So I'll just probably go play hockey there along with going to see a couple Pirates games. And then uh, Nashville, I'm going with a bunch of friends, and we're going to go play in a hockey tournament down there. It's going to be some fun. I, You know, I props to you if you're dedicated enough to <laughs> go. I've never been to Tennessee. I always wanted to go. Never even been to Pennsylvania either. So. Uh, I've obviously I've been to Pittsburgh before, but I've never been to Nashville. So I'm kind of excited to see what it's like. Uh, you probably run into a lot of bachelorette parties. That's like the bachelorette party capital of the United States is uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Seems like that'll be perfectly fine in my current state of affairs. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, <laughs> perfect for you, bud. Yeah, um, there you go. Also, well, I'm sorry. I keep sidetracking, but uh, the, because the draft was there, a lot of like there was legitimate women upset for bachelorette parties because it was so busy with all these NFL fans because the draft was in Nashville this year. So, I, I saw something about that. I honestly thought it was an onion article at first. Yeah, I did too. I realized I did. that it was fake or that it was real. Just like you really have a converse, like you've bitched about that draft being there because it ruins your bachelorette party. Like really pick a different weekend. Figure this stuff out. Go to the bars. Like, what's the the difference? Yeah, yeah. I don't see the problem because it's like, oh, we want to go have fun. It's like, there's even more people. NFL fans are alcoholics. They'll go to bars. Like, come on. 
Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. In the time that we've been away, my dark horse fulfilled their destiny and made it to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah. I, I, you you were telling me because I remember after I watched it, I I, I think it was Game Five. Um, I sent you a text where I was like, my my dark horse pick looked better and better, and you said that you felt the the Sharks gave up. It felt that way that in the in game five, it mm-hmm. really honestly felt like they gave it. It just seemed like they weren't trying anymore. It felt like they just kind of gave up a little bit. Now, granted, you have some injuries there, a couple probably high hits that could have been called on the blues on some players. I mean, and then you go into game six without to, uh, Tomas Hurdle and you don't have Eric Carlson. Pavelski was a game time like. You can't take on a team without those, those, those two, let alone those three. Like that's well, and I think it showed even more in Game Six because it was like five to nothing. Like they, they did not show up for Game Six at all. And, and I think Game Six was just it was injuries that killed him on that. I mean, yeah. not having Carlson, not having Hurdle. Hurdle was such a force for him two ways this year, especially in the playoffs. So. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say that it isn't. I, I agree with you that it's you know injuries. That's usually what happens late. This especially in a conference final, a, a blowout like that, you could probably almost always attribute it to uh, injuries. But I, I just felt like at the end of Game Five, going into Game Six, I thought that the way that eight, Game Five ended, I truly thought that was the beginning of the end for the Sharks. So I wasn't entire. I mean, I was surprised by the score, but yeah, I, I was not surprised the Blues won. And I thought that, you know, for the first two periods, well, I would say the first period and a half, if that, um, it looked like the Blues were still riding that momentum because they go up, I think it was, what, a minute in? or well, no, I can't, It was very early in the game where they got their first goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it, within the first, I think, uh, three minutes of that, of the, of the game, so. Yeah, yeah, very early, and then I think uh, no, okay, I, was, I I know where I got it wrong. A minute into the second period, they scored their second goal. Yes, and they they started to look like oh, they're really riding that momentum. And Bennington was playing well. Shen, you know, had that the first goal set up the second. Like they, they were playing so well, and then something clicked in Boston's head. Maybe it was like, Oh, let's, let's stop messing around with these guys. Let's, let's actually show who we are. And four unanswered goals to win that first game. Unbelievable. They just, uh, it felt like they knocked the rust off. I don't know what, I don't want to say that it was a full rusty game by them, but it felt like they had some bad decisions to start. I mean, the second goal was all on David Pasternak. Like how you just dump it blindly behind yourself, right to Shen who, I mean, you give somebody an opportunity, they're probably going to beat a goalie when they when you give them dead to rights in the slot. So, mm-hmm. and that's that's what happened. You can't give those turnovers up. After that goal, Boston was a different team completely. Mm. The rest of that game, and also, uh, Tory Krug, holy crap, that, that hit that he laid was phenomenal. And I hate the Bruins, but that was by far one of the best hits I think I've seen in the entire playoffs this season. Yeah, and I, I think what we saw, and you know, I, I mentioned it before when I said when it was hard to pick against Boston, it again shows you they flipped the switch and they showed you a team that has been in the situation before, knows how to win Stanley, you know, win big games and win 
championships and they showed it like it was it was unbelievable how fast that turned because they get that second goal very early on first minute in the second period and then boston came back tied it up and took it to the third period tied and yeah it was a totally different game um their goalie i can't remember is is, is it uh tuka yeah tuka didn't have much to do after that <laughs> after no. he gave up that second goal i think what was it in the in the after that second goal was scored by st louis i think it ended up being like 16 to 3 on absolutely decimated and it's surprising because the one thing that has helped uh, St. Louis this entire season and the, the, through the playoffs, especially has been their defensive play. They keep pucks, they keep pucks outside. They don't let the middle open. They defensively, they've been one of the best teams and they just weren't able to contain the Bruins. I mean, granted great phenomenal plays by them on the second and third goals, but like, let's just say like they, they, they figured it out. They figured out how to beat, that defensive core that has been helping St. Louis win. Yeah. And I think it it goes back to what we've been talking about, the differences between the East and the West, right? Where it's like, you you see the West is, is a lot faster offensive oriented teams and teams in the East tend to bully you. And Boston bullied St. Louis. Like they, they, you, you know, talk about the hits and yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen something like that where I've seen a team completely just, flip a switch and change and, and dominate an entire hockey game. I, I, I just don't, it's hard to believe. And I, I thought that St. Louis coming in, this was white hot. I thought they benefited from playing six games. Cause yeah, I agree with you. I think the first, what period and a half, the, the, the Bruins looked like they had rust, but I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just amazed. <laughs> it's going to happen. I mean, that's the one thing that I was, that I kind of harped on a little bit was like hot goalies and taking 10 days off can be bad. And it also can be bad for the rest of the team too. You know, you don't want to take 10 days off before your next game, but you know, you smoke a team in the Eastern conference finals and sweep them. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, I did. We do. We can't confirm that the curse is over. You sweep a team and then get swept. It's well, it's not going to happen now. Boston decided to uh, stop that for us. So, <laughs> I, I I'm in a weird place uh, because I remember you, you posted on Facebook that you said you were the least excited you've been for a Stanley cup. And I don't want to say I'm in the same place because I'm, I am excited for St. Louis. I love seeing these smaller market teams perform well and go this far, but I don't know, man, unless they, they change something quick. I don't know. Boston looks to be on a war path and it looks like they're going to be hard to stop. I agree. And I think, uh, I think you'll see a different St. Louis blues team come out. I mean, they've dealt with adversity so far this year. It's a matter of maybe now you see what happened on the Eastern conference, you know, side and you're playing a different style of team somewhat. Um, Maybe Bruby comes up with a different lineup or different setup of what they'll do. Now, the other thing is, is man, Bennington, I've said this, a few times now he's been averaged in this, these playoffs, except for on clinching games. His he's been great in clinching games, but his actual save percentage is just nine one four. He's like eighth. He's a, he's got like the eighth best save percentage in the NHL playoffs. Like you don't win because you have a nine one four save percentage. He's not allowing 
he's allowing some goals he shouldn't. Like the third goal that was scored by Boston, he should have easily had that. On, it went right over his glove. Like, I get it. Being in that position is different. But he's also a guy that we've seen now does not really get flustered. So we'll see mm-hmm. how he comes out game two. But they, they need more from Bennington. You absolutely have to have more from Bennington. I- when staring across the way, Tuka Rask has got a 9-4-2 save percentage. And, yeah, he let in some – some goals early in that game, but he was a freaking brick wall again after. Yeah. That, I think that was probably the, the biggest um, factor, you know, and, and it, it's the same thing. You know, I'll do what you did. I'll say the same thing. I'll beat the drum when you're in your own zone, as much as St. Louis was, it's hard to stop. It's hard to not let a puck through. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know, you said those things about Bennington and I, I don't know if I necessarily agreed with it until this game. I think, you hit it nail on the head because he kind of folded like after they tied it up. I don't know. It just didn't seem very like he just folded. I feel like under pressure, I hate to repeat myself, but it's truly what it looked like. And I agree with you. If you have that kind of average play from a goalie, you're not going to win the cup. And it is abundantly clear. That's the issue. Now. And I'm not saying that he folded so much as I think it's just a matter of, you know, like he came out and he, he's played well and he's done extremely well during the regular season. But I think a lot of what his stats come out and come down to is, yeah, he's getting wins. He's only allowing like two goals a game, but he's also only seeing 20 shots usually. Like they're not letting shots through, which is that's that's a big deal, you know. And when you look at it, like you go down and you're like, oh, man, nine one four save percentage. That's that's run of the mill average save percentage. You have to, you know, to quote your movie, you got to up those percentages, up them numbers. You know, like I, I <laughs> yeah. just those are rookie numbers. <laughs> the rookie numbers, no, and he is a rookie. But like, I I say the same thing about uh, like a Matt Murray with uh, Pittsburgh. Like there are times when he is on, he's absolutely on. It's nuts. That dude's so good. But then you know he has his moments where he's just he's an average goalie where you go and you have your 914 save percentage, your 908s. You're like you're just, you know, you're you're allowing three goals and you're expecting your team to go score four. Well, St. Louis isn't that team that you can go expect to score four goals. They don't have that kind of firepower. Mm-hmm. So they need they need more out of their goalie for the rest of this uh rest of the series. Uh yeah, I would agree with you on that that end. I I don't think that St. Louis has the ability to win shootouts and win high scoring games. And you, I, I, get, I hate to say it, you saw it, <laughs> you know, and I think it's something that I don't understand. And I don't think it's intentional, but what I don't understand with teams, I, I sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it just, I don't know, maybe it isn't, but I've seen it before. I saw it with Tampa Bay in the first round and that, cost them a whole series where they had a big lead. I mean, two goals isn't a huge lead, but they had a good, a good lead. And I got, I got to give credit to Boston where credit's due. They like, we've been talking about, they turned it on, they made plays, they did what they had to do to win the game, but it just seemed like St. Louis wasn't as aggressive as they were when they got those two goals. You know what I mean? I feel like they did unintentionally kind of step off the gas. I wouldn't even say it's so much of them stepping out the gas. I think it was just, an, I think they were shell shocked at how quick and how fast that Boston came at them after, you know, Boston after that second goal, 
that St. Louis scores early, it was kind of a like that light switch. Like, hey, man, we need to knock this. We need to knock it off. We're going to be out of this game quick if we don't figure it out. Like, like I said, Pasternak makes that terrible pass behind his back and just laid it right to Shen. Like, you can't do that. And then Tarasenko, it's going to bury that every time. Like, it, yeah. 90% it was, of the time he's going to bury that. So it was such a weird thing. It was like, it was literally like the teams traded places. Like they swapped jerseys at some yeah. point. <laughs> maybe that was just like the, you know, effect that, or, you know, the, the wake up call that Boston needed, but like, that's where it was, man. Like they, they hit, they hit them. They got punched in the mouth and came back and fired back and punched St. Louis in the mouth. And St. Louis didn't have anything to come back with. They just kind of took it and said, Okay, let's roll the game. Let's just roll the game two and hopefully we'll figure it out. So Yeah, I, I think um I once it went to three to two, I think, yeah, St. Louis. I mean, obviously they still tried to score, but I think that was the joke where it's like St. Louis is like, Well, well that didn't work out. We'll try game two. <laughs> we'll just uh we'll just head to game two instead and hope that works out for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's also a thing where, you know, with Boston, I think a team that has experience with, with being this late in the playoffs. I think they understood that we, first of all, we don't want to come out losing game one. And secondly, you know, more importantly, the, the blues are a big underdog. Like people expect us to win these games. We're the, we're the favorite coming in. We definitely cannot lose one at home. We cannot give away one on home ice. And especially a place like Boston that has a rabid fan base. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Uh, the other thing, too, which you got to kind of watch, too, St. Louis has not been very good at home this year. They they really haven't. It's not much of a home ice advantage no. for them. So them, if they go down 2-0 to Boston, yeah, you have your home ice advantage. Yes, it's great. That could really end up being a detriment to them, honestly. So <laughs> and we'll that, see. And that's another thing, too, is I, I – look, anything's possible possible especially now it's the cup you know there this is this is where legends are made things can happen but man if boston keeps playing the way they did last night i um well t- monday this is going up on wednesday if they play the way they did in game one i don't see them losing a, a game i think they sweep and i initially thought this was going to go seven I, I, in, unless i see something different in game two from st louis i don't know if i i think this might be a Sweep, get the brooms. What do you think? I I agree because it's gonna be rough for like like we just said we did just like I did just said about it. St. Louis isn't mm-hmm. as good at home, and honestly, I I don't I don't want to be like uh it's gonna be a sweep if it goes two. But you lose two, you lose two in Boston. They don't get a win in Boston. There's a very real probably about a fifty percent chance they end up getting booted out. At home, swept. Yeah, and then they will still have never won a Stanley Cup final game. I'm still looking at the uh, the hit with that the helmet, dude. Oh my god, Krug laid him. And like, the best <laughs> part was okay. I absolutely cannot stand David Backus. I think he's a fucking pussy. He's hey. is that because you're a Lancers fan? No, it's not even just because of that. He just <laughs> he's always been like doing me wrong. He just people bitch and moan about like. Sidney Crosby diving and falling and dude, look at the look at the play that Edmondson had yesterday. Edmondson gets a high stick and it was his glove that hit him in the face. And it looked like somebody shot David Vack. 
Kiss. Like he went <laughs> down. It was like he got like it, it was just pathetic. It like, was like an NBA level flop. Yes, it was. And he's <laughs> over there holding his mouth like he's oh duh, whatever. But you have that, but then you have the blues fans that are freaking out about that hit. Like there was a charge. That was not charging. He did get up to top end speed, but if you watch, he glides for at least two feet before he lays that dude out. <laughs> yeah, and that oh, it was beautiful. Thank you, beauty. The dude landed on his face. Like he got hit so hard, he basically went face first into the ice. And he didn't was... even have a helmet. Like it was like his well, helmet flew off. Like it was unbelievable. That yeah, it was absolutely fucking awesome. I loved it. It was, I hate Boston, like I said, but Tory Krug's one of my, it was one of, I like watching Tory Krug play. I like watching the smaller but feisty defenseman, and he's totally one of those guys. And that was a, that was an awesome hit. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do something a little differently here because I think both of us believe that Boston's going to win game two. Um, yeah. What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I think this ends up being a close one, but I think Boston ends up winning 3-2 in game two. I think it kind of has a back-and-forth feel this this way, not like, a, hey, St. Louis is up, and then Boston takes over and kills it. I think this one takes more of a St. Louis scores, Boston scores, back-and-forth, and then third period, like four minutes left, you'll get that that game winner. I think this will be huge for the Blues. This is a great opportunity for them to – react like a championship team would, you know, you get, you get punched in the mouth, you play very well early and then you get punched in the mouth. This is their chance to say, you know, this is why we're here. This is why we deserve to be here. This is a great chance for them to win or to, to respond. Now, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it is going to be a much closer game, um, but I think Boston is going to outscore them. I think it's, it's not going to be defensive. I think it's going to be, I would say, Almost identical score. I would say four to three. Okay. Yeah. I will I say, it. to be fair, though, four to two. I mean, one of them was an empty netter. So, I mean, yeah. It's garbage I, it, time. It was. <laughs> uh, I just, I think it's going to be lower score. Tuka Rask has been a, a freaking brick wall this entire postseason. And man, I, don't be surprised if you come out of this game and Tuka ends up throwing up a shutout. Cause. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I just think that, I don't know. I, Something about it where you know how sometimes in a series one's very defensive and then the next one's high scoring and then you know they kind of trade off. Yeah, um, I feel like that that's got that vibe. But I agree with you. It, 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 I could see it going three two. I could see it going one nothing. You know, uh, <laughs> just the way that these teams play defensively, I could honestly see it going one nothing. Exactly. Um, some quick news outside of the Stanley Cup. Uh, David or Dave Tippett is now the Oilers head coach. Uh, what do you think about this? I don't think it's a bad hire, but it also isn't a flashy hire at all either. They're going with the guy that coached. He's coached 14 years so far. He did eight of them with Arizona. Um, so, I mean, coaching in Arizona, he, he knows how to try and win with not much. Now, he didn't really win a whole lot in Arizona. He did have a couple couple runs to the playoffs and a couple runs in the playoffs while he was there. But he is the winningest coach in Coyotes history, though. Yeah, him because he doesn't have anybody to, to go up against. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I know. Who's I he going to go up against? Wayne Gretzky, who completely failed as a coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just uh, joking. 
No, but uh, I, I don't mind the hire. I just don't – I don't quite fully understand it. Kind of just like I didn't understand him bringing in Ken Hitchcock randomly. Like, your team has no problem scoring, and then you bring Ken Hitchcock in, and you he didn't even shore up the defensively defensive side at all. It's <laughs> the, the biggest thing. Like, Edmonton just – they don't play defense. Like, their defense is so bad. Like, I'll never – I don't understand. And the fact that they traded friggin' uh Taylor Hall, who ends up winning a heart trophy for uh that defenseman. I can't remember, like straight up, just oh, we'll take this defenseman for Taylor Hall. It's goal scorer. <laughs> like yeah. Peter Shirelli was the worst GM. So hopefully, I mean new GM hires up there, they can figure it out, but because Peter Torelli put him in a real bad spot. Well, this is interesting how, how this happens because Tippett was, he was hired by the, uh, the Seattle team that's coming um, as a senior advisor last June. And now he's leaving them to go coach for the Oilers, which if I'm Seattle, I got to be pretty pissed off about this. Cause it's like, well, we, you just leave. We haven't even started because they don't even start their season until 2021. But now they have to look for a new senior advisor and still, you know, he build was, that franchise. He was just one of them. So it's still, not too I mean, bad. No, yeah, it doesn't kill them as a franchise, but it's still kind of if I'm, a, you know, the Seattle franchise, I'm like, oh, come on. Um, What do you think their name will be? That's interesting. What do you call a team from Seattle? Uh, Right now, the head vote getter is actually going to be the Kraken. The Kraken or like the Kraken? The Kraken, 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 whatever. Kraken. <laughs> awesome. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, that's, that's great because then, that, honestly, if I were in Seattle, I'd be stoked because you know but, every time before the third period, they're going to have Lisa, Liam Neeson say, release the Kraken every yeah. game. It's going to be great. They also, another uh, leading like name getter or name is uh, the Seattle Totems. There was a former team named the Seattle Totems, and they're talking about they would bring that back. Just go, just go full uh, middle finger to the NBA and call them the Supersonics. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, come on, do it, NHL, you cowards! There is a uh, team out. We go out to Colorado pond hockey every year, and there is a team that comes in from Seattle every year that plays that is named the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, is their, logo, is their logo a pot leaf? I bet it is. It, it sure is. In full uh, old school Seattle, like it has like little half circle thing with the pot leaf in it. Another thing that you said about Edmonton. <laughs> Super chronic. Uh Another thing that you said about Edmonton that is surprising to me. Um, he had. He's made the postseason once in the past. 13 seasons or the, Oh no, the Oilers has, right. I'm looking at the, yeah, the Oilers only made it once. And, um, I don't know if he's the guy that's going to bring him back. I just, I don't know. I guess we'll find higher. out. Yeah. Anything could happen, especially in this league. We, we know very well from where we're at in the Stanley cup playoffs or the Stanley cup finals, anything could happen. So, uh, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Well, speaking of Edmonton, just because I thought it was funny from last night, a shout out to my my buddy uh, Coven, who uh, is an Edmonton fan, lives up in Edmonton now. Uh, after Joel Edmondson did that to Bacchus last night, he goes, I'm cheering for the Blues now because anytime they say Edmonton, it sounds like Edmonton and it makes me feel good and that my team is actually going to win something. 
Oh, so man. he has that going for him, I guess. You know, I'd rather honestly, I'd rather be in his shoes and have a bad team and not make the playoffs. And then instead of the team that has the best record and still gets swept. I'm still bitter about that. Win a whole. Still haven't let that go yet. Huh? You know what's funny? I don't think we'll ever go a whole episode without mentioning either of our teams because mine was a stretch. You mentioned Sidney Crosby. So mine was a more of a stretch than yours. But, uh, you know. Well, let's talk about diving, and I also, I mean, I also did mention Matt Murray too. So. Oh, that's right, you did, you, you did mention Murray. I forgot that. I almost, you almost snuck it past me. Almost. Do you hate Kinda. the Bruins because their their color scheme similar to the, the Penguins? No, I hate the Bruins because I hate Brad Marchand and his rat boy face. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see the rat get the cup. Nobody wants the rat to get the cup. What are we saying? We're, we're letting vermin win things now? What is wrong with... what? Is, yeah. well, wake up, America. The damn rodent's <laughs> going to win a cup. They infest your homes, and then they infest your sports. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's where we're going to end it. Pretty excited for game two. I hope uh, St. Louis can respond and show that they deserve to be here, and you know they, they are going to make it an interesting series. I don't want to sweep, because then we're going to make me do. Watch the NBA finals and those are going to be boring. I agree. <sighs> Shout out to the Toronto Raptors. I don't know. That's not this podcast, but you I know what job be, Canada, but real funny is uh, the fact that the Raptors have a legitimate better shot at winning an NBA championship before the maple laughs. laughs in an NHL championship. And we also, they, the oh, Leafs have not won a championship since expansion. Their last championship was in 1967. That's uh, hilarious. That's almost as bad as the Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers are still worse. 74-75 was the last. I, I get it, they, but screw screw Philly. The Broad Street Bullies, man. <laughs> I know I had to bring them up because I know you hate them. Uh, real quick, I want to make a, a, a joke at Canada's expense. Uh, I, I, again, we love you, Great White North. You know, If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have the show. But I do think it's quite hilarious that a Canadian team is in the championship of basketball and not hockey. That's, <laughs> that's pretty damn funny. And the fact that it's been since 1993 that a Canadian teams won an NHL championship. Yeah. These Canadian teams do not fare well in the, in the cup in the, in the, the playoffs. No, they have not. Uh, well, that is it for the puck drops here. Uh, you know, talk about the Bruins shaking off some rust. We were shaking off some rust here, taking a week off. Uh, we're going to try and increase the volume of how we release these episodes, you know, because we want to kind of keep in line with the, the Stanley cup. We'll do our best. We're not promising anything, but you know, that's what we would like to do. And, uh, you can follow loud and opinionated at loud and opinionated, loud opinionated, opinionated. Good Lord. Butchering this outro. You got this. <laughs> go to Twitter at loud opinionated. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook loud and opinionated and um, loud sports pod. You can also follow on Twitter for all the updates on this show and the show normally that we do. I don't want this show to end. I don't know what we'd talk about. Maybe the draft, some off season, but uh, do some off season stuff, but you know, yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah. In the meantime, you know, watch, watch some uh, throwback to our old JCP SE days. Go watch some hockey, nerd.